Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. It is March 9th, 10th? Uh, 9th, yeah. 1995, and we are back with more 90210. Hey, everybody, what's up? Hey, oh, yeah, I'm Mark. <laughs> and I'm Carol. That's Carol. All you first timers can uh, get to know us, I guess. I don't right. know. Everyone else is like, eh. I feel like if you're here at this point, you already know who we are. But... You should. We're like almost to the end of season one of 90210. Right. So. I don't know what maniac is starting on uh, episode 14 or whatever we're on. We're way past 14, babe. 27. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh-oh. <coughs> Still haven't gotten over those uh, sniffles. Um, <coughs> so this episode for me. Wrong pipe. Yikes. Was the worst. The worst episode I think I've seen of this show yet. The worst. It was so boring. More boring than when uh, Donna was trying to get a nose job or whatever. That wasn't boring. I mean, Donna getting a nose job was boring because it didn't happen. But uh, that episode was not boring at all. I believe that happened on the uh, Crisis Line episode. Whatever. Which was <laughs> super entertaining. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, it was super entertaining. That girl got raped multiple times. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, I want to be a psychologist or a social worker when I when I finish, you know, school. So it was interesting to me to see that aspect. And you fell asleep during this episode. Well, and I dabbled in being a rapist. <laughs> no, that is so gross. I'm Don't even joking. joke about that. But I did fall asleep a little bit, guys. It was really boring, and it was really late, and I was really comfortable. <laughs> so. It was just um, a lot of baseball. A lot of baseball. So any of you out there who like baseball probably love this episode. Yeah, probably. It was, uh, <clears throat> I liked the episode because of the the issues brought up about coaching and playing on a team. I guess we should tell them what the episode's actually about before we start critiquing it, huh? That's usually your job, yeah. My job? Yeah. Okay, fine. So... Uh, the dad threw out his back and he was coaching little league and he asked Brandon to fill in for him. I don't remember. Brandon and Steve. Brandon and Steve. Why does it take two of them to, to replace him? Because he's such a giant in the field of, because, <laughs> so there's three of them to begin with. It's his dad and then Steve and, and, uh, what's his name? Brandon? Brendan? Brandon. Brillin? Yeah. He's uh, <clears throat> they're the they're assistants. Uh, typically, you call the uh, the head of a baseball team manager. They keep saying coach. Okay, I, I don't know why, but um, they also mention sidelines when they're talking about uh, uh, you know, <laughs> baseball, which is not really correct terminology either. It's the dugout, right? Yeah, and then there's foul territory and stuff like that. But, uh, so there's like a first base coach and a third base coach. Uh, the third base coach basically, uh, kind of instructs, uh, people on base running after they hit the ball, okay. <clears throat> whether they should go, whether they should stop. The first base coach stands at first base and just goes, 
<laughs> Come on, Bobby! Get it, Bobby! I mean, first base coach is almost useless. So they're a cheerleader. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's the manager, which makes all who makes all the decisions. Uh, so there's three of them, and when he throws his back out, he's basically like, "Hey, can you guys, you know, take over for me?" And he try Brandon tries to recruit Dylan, but Dylan's like, "No, yeah, <laughs> it's too." Uh, all these parents, they want to, you know, push their kids and, and all this stuff and everything, and it sucks. And and uh, what's her name? Andrea gets her one line this episode when she's like, oh, yeah, there was this kid that was so good, Andy. And they transferred to another, uh, like, they transferred out of West Beverly because it's too competitive. Wow. And they won the batting title and, and were the best pitcher in the league. <laughs> So, yeah, weird. So they're specifically kind of against West Beverly because of the way they play. They're against, like, any of the Beverly High. Like, it's I think it's like the West Beverly Little League group or something like that. I don't know. There's several teams all from, you know, mm-hmm. the Beverly Hills area. But, yes, that's what they're against. Okay. So that's, that's like, most <clears throat> of this is just them coaching baseball. Okay, so I'm gonna have to explain the episode then. I guess. Well, wait, I can talk about the the thing that's not baseball. You can talk so. about that later. So, <laughs> okay then. So, uh, Steve is an asshole and a douchebag like normal, yeah, and he just wants to let the kids do whatever they want to do, and he wants to win it at all costs. He doesn't care what what it takes. So they've got this one uh, kid on the team who's not very good. And he's like, I want to trade him for whatever. And the, for another kid. And the uh, the president of the Little League Association or whatever, <clears throat> his kid is on their team. So he's like, hey, you need anything? Let me know, you know, kind of thing. He gives mm-hmm. them all new equipment and stuff like that. And uh, Steve goes up to him and is like, hey, you know, I want to trade this one kid you know, that sucks for this, you know, the second best player on in the league, basically. And he's like, okay, you know, I'll set it up and everything. <clears throat> and Brandon's not happy about it because he wants to just have a regular team. Right. Um, And then there's this one kid that plays third base who's a complete fucking asshole. Oh, my I God. I would smack I that, this yeah, kid around. A jerk. But he, you know, he takes a grounder from Steve and he's like, Brandon goes, Hey, you know, you got to uh, keep your head up and everything. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, don't talk to me or whatever. <laughs> like, basically, it's very aggressive, but that's what he says. And I guess he feels confident because his mother is the the team mother, and she brings all the food. Uh, as Brandon points out, back in Minnesota, they ate, like, Twinkies. Uh-huh. Uh, but here, she makes, like, couscous and fucking, like, whatever, you know. Yeah, very She, she brings too. sushi to the, uh, to the game right. for all the coaches. <laughs> And uh, water out of a bottle, so weird. <clears throat> but anyway, um, so they, uh, you know, they're they're all like entitled asshole kids, and Brandon doesn't want them to be basically. Right. And that's what's that's what's the main thing that's going on. And Steve doesn't care. Steve's like, oh, you know, so whatever, Steve whatever. is an entitled asshole kid. He relates to them. Yeah. He doesn't see a problem. <clears throat> so Brandon finds out that Nat's. Also coaches a little league team, uh, a rec league team, uh, filled with a bunch of, like, orphans and sad sex stories. Yeah. So, 
he's like, hey, let's set up a couple exhibition games. Uh, it's got to be two. I don't know why. Uh, well, I know why. Because they have to play one and then set up the stakes for the second one. What? It, it only it works narratively in the uh, structure of the show. <clears throat> in real life, no one would be like, well, let's set up two. I'm just going to randomly pick two games. Right. So, okay. So the practice games, as you kept calling them, they're exhibition games is the correct term for this? Like, I've not, I didn't hear that term. It's it's the same thing. Okay. And the practice was not leading up to, like, a real game? No. And they cared that damn much? Yeah. What the hell? I, I assumed they were practicing for a real game. No, they haven't started their season yet. They're, they're just, they're gearing up. What? They're not in the same league. Why are they so invested? I don't know. What is wrong with these people? Okay, see, it's even stupider now. <laughs> so... So anyway, they beat the shit out of the kids the first time. I think they scored uh, 14 runs in the first inning, uh, the West Beverly team. Because Nat, as Nat points out, he's like, oh, they're not that good, you know, but, uh, you know, I just like getting, it's fun, you know, to play and everything. The second baseman keeps making errors, throwing errors, and the asshole third base kid from the West Beverly team's like, Oh, look at this guy. Can you call him a frog for some reason? It's so, a toad. A toad. It's so weird. Right? Oh, the toad fucked up. You know, and Brandon's like, hey, you know, stop it. And he tries to tries to kick him out of the game. He's like, hey, go to, you know, go to the sidelines. You're getting replaced. And he goes, I'm not going to. He First of all, he goes, forget you. Uh-huh. And then he says, I'm not leaving until uh, Coach Sanders tells me to leave. So uh, Steve comes over there, and he's talking to him. And he's like, hey, you know, we need to get him out of here. And the, you know, San- Steve's like, you know, hey, you don't need to embarrass him, you know, like in front of everybody. Because his dad's there. He's like, I'm trying to teach him a lesson. And he's like, oh, I don't know, Brandon. He's like, fine, you coach the team. And then he walks off. Uh, absolutely justified, by the way. Uh, his dad, when he tells the story to his dad, his dad's all pissed off. And he's like, oh, you shouldn't have, you know, made it a spectacle or whatever. Fuck you, Mr. Walsh. Right? By the way, like, this kid's a total asshole uh, and deserves to be called out. I'd I, I cut him from the team. If I was the coach, he wouldn't be playing. Yeah, for sure. He would be, he'd be benched. And then if he didn't change his attitude, I'd cut him. I think, wasn't his dad the one that gave them all that equipment and stuff? Yeah, his dad's the president. So that's why he feels oh, like no, 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 untouchable. No. No, no, his dad's, his dad's the, um, or no, his mom is the one that gives all the food. That's it? Yeah, the, the, the kid that's given, gave him everything, set up the trade and stuff like that. His kid is a pitcher. Uh, he's their, their main pitcher. Who cares about this self-entitled little prick kid? Like, who cares about his mom's snacks? Anybody can bring snacks. But that's the thing is that it's, it's supposed to point out how, the kids, like like Brandon points out, you know, the kids like run the team and everything, and the parents run the team, and it's bullshit, and it's true that it's happening a lot in sports, and it's, uh, you know, in in youth sports, and it's terrible. And then you got a bunch of entitled assholes, uh, you know, that some of them make it to to the pros, and then they're, you know, the most entitled assholes that just get whatever they want, and then people wonder why they get in trouble with the law all the time. Because they don't feel like any rules apply to them. Exactly. Because they've never had consequences to any of their asshole actions. It's like, these guys aren't born dicks. You're turning them into dicks. Right. By the way they get mollycoddled and everything. Mollycoddled. Mollycoddled, yeah. 
Is that an actual phrase? Yes. What does this mean? I've never heard this before. It just means, you know, like treated like, uh, you know, with uh, kid gloves, basically. What's Molly, though? You know what Molly is. Don't don't (laughs) pretend like you don't know what Molly is. I do know what Molly is. Um, Anyway, so... So... Uh, he, uh, Brandon decides, I'm going to, I'm going to help Nat, Nat coach his team. Apparently Brandon is a, like a baseball genius or something because he's able to coach these kids in the fundamentals in ways that, that Nat could never even dream of. <laughs> and oh, yeah. he, he does recruit, uh, Dylan to be on his, his team. Cause he's like, you know, Hey, I'm going to coach them to beat, uh, these people. And then they bring in a ringer, Dylan. Who turns out to be a girl. And when they play their second exhibition game, everyone's like, oh my God, it's a girl. Like, like have you never seen the Bad News Bears with right. uh, Tatum O'Neill and Walter Matthau? Like, a girl can't be... It's not like it's football. You know, if I saw, like, a like a defensive tackle that was a girl, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, she's probably not going to be as good as, you know, a giant dude would be as a defensive tackle. But it's baseball. <clears throat> it's like a girl could easily be, especially at this... At, at this level, right. uh, when they're you know when they're prepubescent, um, a girl could easily be as good or better than a uh, boy when it comes to when it comes to baseball. So, she uh, she's obviously, as they pointed out, a star pitcher and won the batting title. So she's fantastic and hits a home run in her first at bat. Yeah, she she's awesome. <clears throat> so, in long story short, they end up winning the game. Uh, the third baseman still acts like a dick. Uh, the pitcher who's, you know, the dad is whatever he, um, it's towards the end that, that kid that they keep calling toad is up and they think that, you know, he like, he looks terrible. So he looks like he's just going to fail. He's got a chance to win the game, but it looks like he's going to, you know, fail it, fail it out. And then you hear Brandon's voice (laughs) in this kid's head go, how you treat uh, your, you know, your team or your fellow team is says a lot about uh, who you are or whatever. So he just grooves a pitch in there to let him hit it, and the kid smacks it. Uh, <clears throat> it lands in right field. Uh, they end up winning, and um, they're all celebrating. They're you know raising this kid up by his, you know like he's on his, their shoulders and everything. And the pitcher looks at Brandon. And he's like. Uh, yeah, you know, like it feels good or, or something like that. Basically, he's saying like, you know, I let him win and it's good. Like right. I let him have a, a moment. He's taking the right attitude from from this. Yeah, I mean, that was a, you know, cute and satisfying end. It was mm-hmm. just a long, boring journey to get there. But the rest of them are, like, not all the rest of them, but especially the third base, uh, the kid at third base, is still an asshole. Yeah. Like, even after Brandon's speech, he's still like, oh, he's going to strike out, Froggy, you suck, or whatever, Toad, or whatever the fuck he calls it. It's so weird. Yeah, you know, I'm glad it doesn't make sense to you, because it didn't make sense to me either, and I thought I was missing some kind of, like, baseball-related thing. No. Like, it was like a, a baseball insult to be called a Toad. No. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you go ahead and, uh, you go ahead and talk about, uh, the, um... The B plot. The B plot, the only interesting thing in the episode, was <laughs> Brenda found a um, a lost dog, or it found her. Like, it, yeah, it was following her when it she was followed running. Her, yeah. 
it followed her when she was running, and then she like ran into it somewhere else, and then it just, it was tearing up her trash. Yeah. It um it followed her home, and eventually she brings it in, and she's hiding it in the garage because she's not allowed to have a dog. I want to point out that this dog has no collar. No collar. Yes, correct. And <clears throat> so she's not allowed to have a dog. And we find out this is because apparently she has been responsible for the demise of several dogs. Well, no, just one. But she, like, she didn't feed, you know, one dog or whatever. It had to, you know, that had to go on to the parents. There were several reasons, like, she was not responsible with pets. But one, one died. Mr. Pepper, she left to freeze to death in the Minnesota winter. Uh-huh. And... Apparently, she's like, I knew you were going to bring that up. This is kind of good acting because she, you know, all of a sudden she gets like very like angry. And but, her eyes kind of fill with but tears. But defensive yeah. too, you know. And, and um, you know, she's like, I was nine. How was I supposed to know about windchill and stuff? I agree with her. Where the fuck were the parents? Right? Yeah, they should have like, been looking out for the dog too. This dog wasn't barking. You know, because it was outside. They're just like, oh, it's Brenda's dog, so it's her responsibility. She's nine. Right. Like, what the fuck, Jim? Yeah, because, I mean, at nine, she shouldn't even be home alone to be responsible for the dog Mm -hmm. without a parent. Yeah. Yeah. But, anyways, her dad is just a crab ass the whole episode because his back's in pain. Yeah. So, you know, which is part of why I think, you know, he was kind of a jerk with Brandon, too. But... The whole time, the dog's always barking in the background, barking in the background, driving everybody crazy. He's on her butt to find a place for this dog. And she tries, but she can't. Like, apparently, the shelters are on there. If she took them there, they'd put them down. Yeah. So, uh, I guess, like, 90% of the, that's what she says, like, 90% of the dogs get uh, euthanized. Right. So, she's, like, putting up flyers and, you know. She's doing her best, but it's just not working out. And finally, figures out why the dog keeps barking, because she's left it alone in the garage. Yeah. That's terrible. Like, let it be outside in the backyard or something. Like, it's California. Yeah, it's not going to freeze to death there. Right. Yeah, it wants to be with people. Like, I accurately predicted exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, it it crawled in bed with Brenda, and then it was fine. It's a giant dog, too. It is. Like a big, bushy, gray dog. It looks dirty, though. I wouldn't want it in my bed, either. I mean... It looks like the dog on Married with Children. Yes. It does. Definitely. Um, so then at the end of the show, she... Oh, the dog goes missing from the garage. Somehow Runs got out. out of the garage. Yeah, it got... It, 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 uh, it opened the garage door. It went, <laughs> it went out for a pack of cigarettes, but right. then it got lost. So she's all sad because the dog's gone. And at the end of the episode, she sees the dog... Just tearing down the street towards her, and she's so happy, and she's calling him. They're all at the baseball game. Yeah, at the baseball game. It's Willie? Wally. Wally. She's calling him, Wally, Wally, and Wally's running and running. He runs right past her to one of the kids who's saying, Rupert, Rupert. (laughs) Was it Rupert or Edmund or something? It was Rupert. Okay. Yeah, it was. So it's weird. Uh, They, Mr. Walsh. Uh, you know, at the la- in the last thing, he's like, "Hey, has, has nobody, pl- has anybody not played?" And the kid they're gonna trade, you know, they bring they. He's the one that has, hasn't played yet, so he puts him in right field. And Steve's Steve assholes like, uh, Mister Walsh, don't you remember we're gonna trade him? You know, and he's like, "That's next week." 
this right? week he's on the team. Right. So he's gonna play. Um because it's an exhibition game, so he wants everyone to he wants everyone to play. Make it makes sense. Right. Because you don't you're not playing this game because you care what the final score is. You're playing this game to see uh, you know, to work out your kids and to see what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, where they need help and things okay. like that. Uh, so you want to see everybody. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> so he puts him in right field. So this is the kid in right field. He misses the catch that ends up allowing them to win the game. And he's all he's sad. Like he's in there. He just feels bad. You right. Know? Yeah. So Steve and Brandon are there like trying to comfort him. And then he cheers up because this dog tears towards him and he's like oh rupert like you said i thought you were dead yeah and uh so he gets his dog back it's his dog why doesn't this dog have a collar they're fucking rich right obviously they live in this this beverly hills neighborhood that that dog would absolutely have a collar well maybe it had a collar and it got like caught on something and came off its neck because it was loose that's happened to um, my dog before Maybe a cat stole it. <laughs> maybe. Some feral cat. Or maybe, like, they were giving him a bath and he ran away and they had taken his collar off. Yeah, I guess. Maybe they put him in the garage and he went out for a pack of cigarettes. And like, <laughs> This dog obviously has a, a propensity to just, like, you know, leave and, right. can, and can open doors somehow. This dog know. is like a raptor. <laughs> can just open doors. Exactly. Ugh. But, yeah, so that's... Uh, the end of that's where the episode basically ends. So next episode, I'm hoping for some more drama, some more, you know. Next episode, know, they're going to talk about water polo or <laughs> um, gossip, girly things. Like, what the hell was this? We've already done basketball. I literally spent about ten percent of the episode just noticing how shiny Brenda's hair was. That's how bored I was. It was very shiny, though. I wish I knew what she used. Uh, she uses cow placenta. Ew. That's supposed to be, placenta is supposed to be really good for your hair. Okay, well, I don't want shiny hair that bad. No, no placenta is ever going to touch my head. Alright, well, next week we will, uh, let's see, next week the episode is titled, um, Brenda's Placenta. So, <laughs> I guess we will, we will take a look at that. You are such a freak. Oh, see you next time. Bye.